They are the best of the best. The FBI Academy is the toughest boot camp, hardest grad school rolled into one. They're smarter. smarter. Congratulations, you made it in. Let's see if you can survive. They're tougher. Don't move! Keep your hands where I can see them! And one of them will become our nation's greatest threat. Are you telling me you think one of these people is a terrorist? Priyanka Chopra stars in Quantico. Series premiere Sunday, September 27th, 10, 9 central on ABC. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey guys, welcome to another I Am Kate After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV and AfterBuzzTV.com. We are streaming live for the season finale, a new beginning here on I Am Kate on the AfterBuzz TV network. Remember to hit subscribe on uh, YouTube and iTunes if you're listening to the podcast or watching the video. If you're live streaming, you can tweet us. We'll give out our Twitter handles in just a second. We can talk with you if you have any questions for that. I'm Bobby. That's Tiana next to me across the table. Danica and Char. What's up? Hey, everybody. How are you guys doing, ladies? How was Labor Day? Do anybody do anything fun? You two were here. We were here. We were here. Gossiping all about Caitlin. All about Kate. I was watching baseball. Well, you guys were partying. Congrats. (laughs) Baseball is the, well, I wouldn't say the most boring sport to me. Sorry. Get out. Golf is. I'd much rather be here talking about Caitlin. Just saying. Yeah. We were having a fun Baseball snacks are good. Well, Tiana and I are going to do the show today. It's nice seeing you two. Thank you for coming out. We'll catch you guys next season. Uh, oh, we're just starting. You were right, right. this episode. We, uh, okay, let's just start, but let's not start with the episode because... So here's the thing. Uh, usually we don't do this, but I'm going to tell the story because I thought it was so funny. I walk into the studio today. We've got our ideas what we want to do. And Char says to me, she says, Bobby, at what point on the show are we going to talk about Caitlin on Ellen? And she had... <laughs> fire coming out of her eyes. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I, I know this look. And I'm like, you know what? We're going to talk about it whenever you want. <laughs> so we're going to talk about it right now. We'll get into the episode. Yeah. we got a lot to talk about there. But let's start with the Ellen thing. And Shar, you have the floor. Well, like Danica and I said last week, we touched on this because, you know, Ellen, we had seen the teaser yeah. uh, where Caitlin said that she was, uh, if, if marriage is the word that you all want, then have it type thing. But what I thought was interesting was Caitlin did receive backlash, but I'd never seen Ellen speak out on anyone. So in case you all were under a bridge, Ellen went to Howard <laughs> Stern's XM Satellite radio show and she had some choice words for Caitlin, basically saying, um, in short, she still has a judgment about gay marriage. Um, and you know it's it's just like that type thing because Caitlin was throwing it out as far as I'm a traditionalist this is what I believe but if you all like I said if you all want that word marriage if it means that much to you then you should have it Caitlin also said that she it's not her job to stand in the way of people's happiness but I just it kind of pissed me off because um, I don't see how like I was telling Danica last week I don't see how you as being a part of an oppressed group of people can do the oppressing and I mean if you really look at it Caitlin if you felt female your entire life, wouldn't all of your marriages have been gay marriages while you're sitting up here on Ellen talking about you're a traditionalist? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, if I you really felt that, yeah. female but, but, since you were four, like you told Diane Sawyer, then all of your marriages would have been, because you didn't view yourself as male, or you didn't know, have the language as to what to call it, all of your marriages have been same sex, if you really want to break it down to isn't, that. Isn't that the Caitlin... supposed to be the difference? Well, like, but, but that's the conundrum to me, that Caitlin has never, at least on this show, has never felt a part of the oppressed group. No. The oppressed group is them. Yeah. You know, oh, transgender people, we're learning about mm-hmm. them. I'm I'm learning about their community. It's, it's like never been me. like she's on a me. field trip or something. Exactly. Literally. Yeah. That's perfect. Exactly. And so she's never felt by that, by that group, you know, air mm-hmm. quotes. And so she can't say, well, you know, I'm oppressed or whatever because it never has crossed her mind. And she's so sheltered, there's that too. <laughs> yeah. She is. But, uh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, in 
I don't know if anyone's ever tried to change like their grandma's mind on something. You know, people mm-hmm. are rooted in their ways, and mm-hmm. I think that it's just going to take a little longer for Caitlyn to fully come over and see that she is connected to this oppressed group and to really understand it. Not that it's okay for this to be happening, but it's just like some people are so stubborn and especially, you know, a lot of conservative people are very conservative and that is, there's right and there's wrong. There's no like middle ground. Until it, typically until until it it concerns them. Yeah, exactly. So I think Caitlin's just having to still deal with that struggle of the balance of both. And I think we kind of saw that a little bit in tonight's episode when she was talking to um, Allison about, you know, how to keep your faith and, be trans and how you can be okay with yourself and do that and I think it's something that she just still needs to work towards. It's like a big tug of war but mm-hmm. I still and I'm someone who is very very objective in my way of thinking I'm, I'm always interested as to putting my feet in the other person's shoes mm-hmm. I just don't see how you could be that wrapped in your ideas that you essentially make these decisions politically and, and otherwise you know essentially like against yourself yeah. I don't see how you could be mm-hmm. that rooted. I don't know. I just can't wrap my... I can't understand it. I can't Same begin here. to unpack it. Mm-hmm. I so I don't, don't get, get it. I don't that part either. Like, I get the transition. I get being gay. I understand all that. But to be so conservative when you're a transgender, it's really interesting to me. But I also think, like, her whole statement on Ellen, that really showed her age in a way. It's a different generation. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of older people, like our grandparents' age, they're But she used the wrong words to me. To, to say that you're a traditionalist. Yeah. You're a tramp. Like, okay. It's, so, <laughs> it's an oxymoron. It doesn't make sense. By any stretch of the imagination, in any definition, former Vice President Dick Cheney is a traditionalist. He is to the left, far to the left, of Caitlyn Jenner on same-sex marriage. Mm-hmm. That's one okay. example, and it's because of what you were just talking about, your personal experience of his daughter mm-hmm. and what he went through right. with his daughter. But that's the thing. It's the personal example. And when you see the personal example, suddenly your outlook on whatever it is changes. Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're living through it. It's like, how do you fight that? How do you fight that being so uh, conservative, so to speak, and then you reveal to the world that you're a trans woman? How do you combat? I would say, I would suggest that it would take, you know, Caitlyn to go through something traumatizing for her to realize that she's a part of this community. But I feel like her Twitter mentions have been on sh- in shambles ever since she joined Twitter. It figures that she, but... I mean, it's clear that she has probably an assistant handle that. She's not reading the problematic, the insulting, the hurtful tweets that are making her, you know, that would make her realize, like, you're a part of this community. Your cisgender white male privilege is now gone. Yeah. Do you think it's gone? But do you think it also could be that in, she's so jaded to those feelings and she's so used to having negative comments come her way? She's been a public figure. The but majority this is a whole of her game. and being on the Kardashians yeah. and all that, you know, it's just when you're used to that, and then those people know not to go read their Twitter mentions. They yeah. like they'll get a gist of like, oh yeah, you know, there's a lot of negative things being said out there, but they don't know the nastiest mm-hmm. of the nasty stuff. And that's she being probably said. is protected. And she's in a probably bubble. not. She's in paying a attention to it. But that 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 whole Ellen thing just rubbed me the wrong way. But I, I gotta say about the Ellen thing, mm-hmm. I love Ellen as a host so much more the way she stood her ground mm-hmm. and like just kind of was like, you really tight. think mm-hmm. that? She kind of like, not fought back, but I thought she like the way she handled it as a host and like kept the conversation going, it made me like Ellen Because Caitlyn so was so dismissive, more. but I did, that was something to be noted. I have never heard of Ellen DeGeneres. You know, Ellen's always the fun dancing lady. Dory from Finding Nemo. Like, Ellen is fun. (laughs) So to see her publicly you know, speak against someone's comments. That was a guest on. I'm like, wow. This must have really struck a chord with her. For for a very uh, high focus point, for a very uh, famous LGBT person to lose Ellen on this issue is really significant. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's it's something that really should be noted. Yeah. It should be noted. Um, and I'm not saying Ellen dislikes her now or is against no. Caitlyn, but just to lose her, the Howard Stern thing's really telling. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. telling. Yeah. And uh, look, Caitlyn has tried to her entire time, and this is fine, you're allowed to do this for sure, but we talk about the bubble a lot. The bubble extends to the media, the earned and paid media that she mm-hmm. has gotten. And the Vanity Fair thing was a very important piece in a lot of ways. It was also a puff piece in a lot of ways. This documentary is a complete vanity project in a lot of ways. You know, and there's good, totally. that doesn't mean there's not good things to it. I think Caitlyn's all about Caitlyn. It's 100%. It's all soft. You go on Ellen because Ellen is going to be 
soft. She's lovable. She's the dancing. You're not gonna lady. go she's on sweet. Wendy. Yeah, you're not gonna go on yeah. Wendy, or you're not gonna go on. You're not gonna go on. You know, Blue Dobbs or Fox News. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna go to one of those places. You're gonna go to somebody who's gonna give you an interview that's gonna make you look better. <laughs> you're not going on Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> um, but you, but you go on Ellen and you mess it up. You mess it up a little bit. It should bit. be noted. That's all it's, I'm saying. It's, Man, this is a big thing. No one has a bad in Ellen interview. I didn't even see how Caitlyn came, walked out and danced, but I, I remember seeing Ellen, the clip that I saw from the, the Howard Stern show, she said that Caitlyn, he asked, did Caitlyn dance with you? And she was like, like no, not really. So it's just, just the Caitlyn pro- seems rigid and, and pretentious. Yeah, the producer side of me on the whole Ellen thing is just this. Like, I, I finally got to work backstage on a talk show, and this is how a lot of things work. We saw earlier this season that Caitlyn was going to get, um, I'm sorry, I forget the girl's name, that wanted to Blossom. meet Ellen. Blossom. Blossom. Yes. She wanted to get Blossom to Ellen. Ellen's team then comes back and is like, if you want us to do this for you, you have to do this for us. Give us this You have to interview. give us the interview, the exclusive. And in that, because Ellen and Caitlin are friends or know each other, they're thinking, okay, it's going to be all like light and puffy. And then Boom. Ellen gets an answer that she's not really expecting. And then shit hits the fan. And it's like, okay, I love that Ellen still stood up and, you know, pushed the subject mm-hmm. more because a lot of people, like Danica said, would have backed off of it at that point. But just from a like. A good host stands her ground. Yeah, a good yeah, host stands her ground. Or her. Yeah. Well, and, and to be fair to Caitlin, and I know we're not being fair, or not that we're not being fair to her, but we're being tough on her. To be fair to her, she owned hers too. She yes, wasn't dishonest about this. She did. I wonder, and she gave Blossom a $20,000 check. Yeah. I mean, not to take away from what she did, but she gave Blossom a $20,000 check and sent her on good luck, you know, in your future endeavors. Now, now Lance Bass went on Meredith Vieira, which Uh. is a sentence I will never again repeat (laughs) in my goddamn life. You know she's coming back for season two. I didn't think that they... I love Meredith, but I love View Moderator Meredith. Side note. I'm 100% diametrically opposed to you. I don't know what Meredith Vieira's deal is and how she got a job on TV and how the three of you don't have her job. I, 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 I don't about, get it. I agree. I don't like, get it. Um, but that's not that's neither here nor there. I'll take. Uh, Lance Bass goes on Meredith Vieira and actually defended Caitlyn. And I'm not. This is not verbatim, but he kind of said. When I first came out publicly, I would still be like, oh, that girl's hot. That girl's a babe because it's so culturally ingrained in you. And he says it takes a while. You well, you can to... still think people are hot. I think girls are hot and I'm not a lesbian. That's I th- true. I, think, I, I, I love took Sophia it... Vergara. She's I took, so hot. It, I took it more to mean like in, in, in a leering, like, gotcha. sleazy, yeah. like, a, like a stereotypical guy's guy way. Um like, but ooh, and maybe, you know, maybe that's his way of saying, hey, give Caitlyn what? Is it like, ooh, look at that ass. That's like yes. my sleazy guy lingo. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. I, I, I that's hear Bobby exactly walking around LA talk. saying that all the time. I'm all for cutting slack, but I'm also all for holding you accountable. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Caitlin's not new to this game. She's not new to this media game. That's a 65 year old woman. It's not a 15 year old Disney star. And I mean, like I said, I'm all for cutting slack, but I'm also all for holding you accountable. There's a difference between. Ariana Grande licking a donut and talking crap about America, and Caitlyn Jenner saying this about same-sex marriage, which affects uh, her not community. Listen, not Ariana Grande. I was about to say not quite because Ariana knew better. That's true, Bobby. You're but, not but, allowed to do analogies anymore. But that's yeah, the point. they're but both that's, horrible. That's the point because Caitlyn is so so media trained, not just television media stuff like that, uh-huh. but the speaker stuff. The yes. speaker stuff mm-hmm. that she's been doing for how many decades now? The Olympic training that. She yes. had, and I don't mean athletic stuff. I mean the media and Just everything. Just media, it. yeah. It's ultimately what it comes down to, though, guys. Is like we can sit here and say all we want, but Caitlyn has the right to her own views and opinions. She does. Still, it just and, and this me. is yeah, and this is how she feels, and this is what she thinks is right in her mind. And until she kind of comes over, she can express that. And I mean, I'm kind of with Lance Bass, and like you know, Caitlyn was brave to say that because she knew there was going to be a backlash about it, especially within the community. So I think, well, I don't, I don't think that she predicted the backlash, and I'm not, I'm not taking away from your point. I'm not saying Caitlyn is wrong for thinking what she thinks. I'm just saying, as a spectator, it's interesting to watch. It's interesting to unfold. I have some questions for Caitlyn based on her statement. I'm not saying she can't think for herself or have her own opinions. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting. Like I said, wheeling it back to my initial point when we opened the show, how you as a member of an oppressed community can have the balls 
for lack of better terms, <laughs> to do the oppressing. Like, how dare you? That's just how I look at it. And, and I think yeah. to that point, that's the thing. Nobody's saying she shouldn't have said it or she's not allowed to say it. You can say whatever you want. You can. Except for, like, yelling fire in a crowded theater. There are limits. but or this isn't an airport. airport. Yeah. Um, but, but that doesn't like- mean that we can't say your opinion is kind of She's not above reproach. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I'm going to critique her. That's why I'm sitting right here. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm, that's why, that's why we're here. <laughs> but she made it seem like marriage doesn't really have any meaning or purpose in a way. And could you imagine if you were like Chris and you listened to that Ellen interview and like how what marriage means to Caitlin? Like, oh, it's just some word kind of thing. It's like, no, it's not just that to a lot of people. It means security for a lot of people that don't have money and stuff like that. Like, not everyone's in that same bracket that she's in. She's in her own pink cloud or whatever they called it. I don't know. I thought she just made it seem like and it means marriage rights. didn't matter to That's the rights, point of the piece of paper. Taxes. Yeah. 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 A whole yeah. bunch of stuff, but um, I guess we should probably get into the actual show. Speaking Chris. of Chris, I was about to say, speaking uh, of Chris, I tried to tangent into hey, that secretly because I want to talk about her. Danica, please transition out for us. Okay, so first of all, there's a lot of new shows coming out this fall. Are you guys excited for fall? Like, I love fall. Amazing it's the best food. Time all the TV shows coming back. Your makeup but stays on in the daytime. Baseball exactly. Scenes. We're not melting. But there's a new show coming out. I'm excited for tons of TV coming out. But there's this new one called Quantico. It's coming out September 27th. And it's a new drama. And it's about all these FBI uh, people training. And it's like this elite group. 100,000 young people apply and only 1,200 get in. And they're like the smartest, youngest, strongest people. But... There's a terrorist attack, and someone on the Good Guides team is the one that was the terrorist. So you're trying to figure out who it is. It's going to be all mysterious, like away with big murder. drama. <laughs> I love this stuff. I'm still watching Pretty Little Liar, so I'm excited to check it out. No, I watched the trailer for it the other night, and I have to say it looked really, it looks really good. good. And I was, and it was like, oh, one of them is a terrorist. I'm like, what? In our government? Like, the government might, like, be terrorists? Oh, my gosh. So, it, it was really exciting. And I, I was like, I love, I love a good whodunit type of TV show. Who done it? What? Thank you. Right. Good. <laughs> Two's good. I love these kind of shows, too. Like, predicting what's going to happen next. And you're like, ah, oh, it's going to make you on the edge of your seat. So, you got to check it out. And it premieres Sunday, September 27th. And at 9 p.m. on ABC. So, Quantico, can't wait to watch you. Can't wait to watch you either. I'll be watching. I always give shows two episodes. Oh, I give them like, (laughs) I give them like a full season. (laughs) I like binge-watching I I try to, you know, new shows. I try to give them two episodes to see, you get the feel for it. I'm addicted to Netflix. Tiana hadn't seen the sunlight in 15 years. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Uh, Pretty much I'm addicted to TV. Well, her melanin tells a different story. (laughs) That's why we're here. I have been to the beach a lot lately. (laughs) Let's talk. Speaking of giving shows two episodes, we gave this one eight. Uh, <laughs> season finale. Is it series finale? We don't know yet. I got the season. impression this is it. They said but, season finale. So they're going to come That's at, how it's being marketed. No announcement yet. No announcement, but, but they been, said season okay. finale. That's how E has been saying I think there's yeah. going to be a second. Me too. You do or you don't? I, I do. think there will be. I do. I think I, this one got a lot of views. I feel like people are into it. it I don't know. It's tough. I, I faded hard. Episode to episode to episode down the season. And so I don't want to take my point of view and say, oh, everybody faded. The show wasn't great. Because, no. you know, all of our point of view, cool. points of view are unique. Mm-hmm. But the ratings went down. I think they were still pretty good for E, but they went down pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I would watch a second season, the, to be honest. Well, I think the There's bigger thing is, is Caitlyn going to want to do a second season? Caitlyn... Well, she is, she is the executive producer of this show, and like I said, they e-marketed it as the season but finale. But you always do that until you decide, because if they can't get Caitlyn to sign up again to yeah. do it, then it'll be canceled. And to me, I just don't see Caitlyn. Yeah, I don't feel... Don't yeah. start. It'll be Candace's show. That's probably uh, what's going to happen, is Candace is going to have listen, a show. I, I hate to say this. Call and, me Candace. And you don't want to say this, but Caitlin right now is going through lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit for that car accident. When uh, when she went on Diane Sawyer, and Diane Sawyer asked her, are you doing this for money? Her first initial response, do you remember what it was? Was, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I got bills to pay. I'm trying to make money. But I'm also doing this for all these reasons. That mm-hmm. opens you up to this criticism that I am about to say. If the bill collector comes calling... Caitlyn Jenner signs up for season two. Mm-hmm. Pretty it's, much. It's a cash cut. This is TV. This is what they do. And so you have these weird, and we've talked about this on this after show all season long. You have a parallel dynamic here of this really important story and a really important community that needs its story to be told and this 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 idea and this this issue that needs to be focused upon. 
and then you've got the business. And mm-hmm. and both sides are equal, and, and actually probably on the cynical side of me thinks that the business side is probably a little more equal on mm-hmm. television. Yeah. So, I but hate to say it. it's not just the checks paying all those bills. It's also... All the attention from the show, her being a hero, is outshining all this lawsuit stuff. It's not like, Caitlyn, a year in jail for manslaughter, like headlines everywhere. It's like, oh my gosh, Caitlyn and Candace, seen at the Abbey, or whatever, you know? But, but, it's a good way to like shadow over all that. It's, it's also E reporting on all that stuff. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> so, you know, E's doing it, thing. the business side of E is report, report, keep her name in the news so mm-hmm. that people want to tune into the show. Yeah. But mm-hmm. and those, I, those lawsuits are coming irrespective of the show. Those lawsuits are, yeah. are that, that's a serious but thing. Do you think really Caitlyn would thing, be open it, enough to having the, the nitty gritty of those lawsuits being a part of the show? No. Because that's no. what E would want. No. That's what no. that's what we would want would to watch. Want to see that. So I'd if you're interested. not going to give us what the She's audience wants, then what's the point of doing a they didn't even keep show. it real with the Chris interaction. Yeah. Tonight. Oh my god, can so we get fake. to that? And like, I, there's no way she would get that real, I think. But I don't even think that she's gonna, I mean, they're saying she's facing up a year to being in jail. And I'm that like, woman ain't going to nobody's jail. That's not nope. gonna happen at all. She's gonna be a princess. Uh, let's do get to the specifics of this episode now, the season finale, season, series, whatever it is. Uh, Chris. Chris part two, I guess, because, you know, we saw No, this was, Chris. this was Chris. You were um, right with just saying Chris, period, because we like didn't have a part one. But that's, part that's, one but was, like, nice shoes, the that's end. That's E. That's E. And a box of cookies so and a delicious-looking cheese tray. Yeah. Cheese and grape tray. That's E. The they didn't give me enough. Is, no, they didn't, absolutely. Danica and I... I'm not going to speak for you, but I'm just going to group her it's in okay. my statement. I totally get it because I feel yeah. <laughs> Danica and I were livid, okay? You should be. We went Chris. We were set up by E's promotional team to believe that this interaction was going to be more than what it minutes, was. 25. They minutes. gave us 15 minutes. Built up for weeks and weeks and With commercials. So I don't even know if it was the whole 15 to 19 minutes. Of Chris and Caitlin um, conversing, and I'm pissed because I could have went without, not jumping ahead, but I could have went without the Boy George Gay Men's Chorus rehearsal. The performance was nice. I could have went without the rehearsal. Mm-hmm. I would have much rather, after that conversation, for the cameras to get in the car with Chris and for her to uh, loudspeaker dial, call one of her daughters, and then to be like, Mom, how did it go? And, you know, her be like, well, you know, your, your father. Like, I would have loved cool. to say, like, I'm on my way home, meet me there, you know, bring the red wine. Um, <laughs> because I would have rather see that than, than all of the planning. And and it was so random to sneak, uh, to for them to put in Caitlin's decorated house. I know that she talked about it, but I could have did without that, too. That could have been the end of... You know how it ended. 100%. Mm-hmm. Except really cute choices. It Ellen. was really... I'm not taking away from Love it. I'm just saying it was unnecessary. I hated because, all that Boy George stuff. But the conversation I did... What I did think was interesting was uh, Chris had said that she felt like she was thrown under a bridge and she was blindsided. And that could immediately... That, um, that kind of directly contradicts what Caitlin said in the Diane Sawyer piece as far as Chris knowing that Caitlin was on hormones for two years prior to them getting together and things like that. But I think Chris was more so because she kept emphasizing Vanity Fair. I don't know if you all remember, but I don't really remember what was said in the Vanity Fair I remember uh, article, article, but I remember seeing like headlines like the gloves have come off, Caitlin versus Chris and things like that. But I mean, I get it. I totally get it. I see Chris's side. It was. I actually thought Caitlin said some pretty, not really nasty things, but some kind of serious things in the Vanity Fair thing about thinking that she was being mistreated by Chris, that Chris was, uh, I don't know if I'd go so far as saying mentally abusing, but that's sort of the angle. She alluded to that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you know what? That was Chris's problem. Well, her issue with Caitlin, from what I got from their conversation, is we had all of these great years. So for you to run to the media and Vanity Fair of all publications and for you to reduce our 25-year marriage to the last few years when we were arguing like cats and dogs, that's hurtful. But I could also, because I know um, this one guy who went to high school and middle school with the Jenner girls, with Kendall and Kylie, and he did say that Caitlyn was there every day, dropping those girls off Mm -hmm. and picking them up. So just to lead into how Caitlyn wasn't invited to Kylie's graduation, that... That's just such a slippery slope. I did not feel bad for Chris at all in this because 
she was so rude to Bruce and mean. Bruce was always in the corner. Like, he had such a tight leash and, like... I don't know. I felt like they didn't have such a happy marriage, and she was controlling everything. And he had his little tiny area in the garage, and he'd make. But that was give, in the later like, years. We saw you yeah, said you watched I mean, all things Kardashian. I Remember their E True Hollywood story for the last like they three were happy. years. Bruce was in the corner. <laughs> like I think that she was horrible to him, and that they don't need to be BFFs. They got they a divorce. I don't. I can't even be friends with my exes, and I've never even been close to marriage. I'm like, I get that you have kids together, but do but you they really also need to have go have 25 drinks? And like, years. I don't know. It seems very staged. I don't think they. Well, need the to be ending best was definitely staged. All that selfie mess that was definitely staged. Guys, everything about that conversation everything was staged. Was. Well, yeah. And uh, the only upsetting thing for her was the Vanity Fair thing, see, not the transition. It was like, oh, you were on this like, magazine cover, and, and, here, so and here is why I'm not on. I'm, I mean, I feel bad for Kris Jenner, and um, during this conversation, I was actually feeling more sorry for her because I felt like Caitlyn wasn't being very open to hearing what she had to no. say and interpreting that and then speaking. It was just Caitlyn was defensive from the start, and I was like, you don't have to do this with Chris right now. But the reason why I'm not usually team Chris Jenner is because she's so mad about this Vanity Fair article. Is it because she didn't have control of the press in this situation? 100%. Probably. And I'm like, that's why you're so upset, because you weren't consulted before she went to Vanity Fair. You right. weren't sitting in the room with her as she was that. asked the questions and listening to what she said. But didn't you also look at it from the angle, and I don't know if this is a fair comparison, but um, you know, like when you grow up in the same house, like I have sisters something could have happened when we were younger about anything and we all have three different perspectives on it because Caitlyn didn't think that the she's like what was so bad about Vanity Fair and Chris was like are you serious you don't hear what I'm talking you don't hear what I'm saying about Vanity Fair that that to me that was the biggest irony of this whole season to me was that moment Mm -hmm. because that moment what Caitlyn Jenner is doing with the general public is asking for empathy be empathetic towards me, towards this community that is misunderstood or you don't know about it. You don't have to accept us, worship us, love us. Be empathetic and understand what's going on. That empathy that she's asking for, it's not she is extended. not giving it back right. to the people closest to her. And I understand it's tough and there's a history there that we'll never see on TV and there's also an edit there that we yeah. don't know how it happened on TV. But it's such a weird, ironical, hypocritical... Yeah. I'm I'm asking, but, word, but, but where you know. I did not agree with Chris Jenner on was the whole graduation party, and, I, and I don't know if it was horrible. if it was just a graduation party or if it because they just said the graduation that makes it sound like her ceremony yes. that Caitlyn was not invited I, yeah, to. Both. She it was graduated both. online. She did some online school, yeah. and it's like a certificate you yeah. get in the mail, and they threw a party. It's and not the party like was lavish. I watched like on Snapchat. <laughs> no, the party was. I was there on Snapchat. No, really, I was. I was looking like, oh my god, did my invite? get lost in the mail. Wow, this party is banging. The food looks great. So, Look at Chloe so twerking. So the arguments for those I yeah, understood. She pause, was twerking pause, pause. like crazy at that graduation was, party. Was Tyga there? Tyga was there. Tyga oh, was there. Of course Tyga was, right, was there. Continue. Um, so the argument on both sides of this is that, you know, Chris is saying, we're divorced now. Divorced people don't have to throw joint parties and don't but have Chris to be involved been throwing in everything. Fit yeah, if but, she were on the other foot. Exactly. And I'm like, Caitlin said she was upset with everybody because when it boils down to it if you're doing a graduation thing your daughter doesn't have a traditional ceremony so you decide to put this on i think it's only fair that the person who served as your daughter's father figure and drove her to school picked her up from every school, day did every single day was so involved stuck in, in traffic stuck in traffic, LA traffic still still involved in um her daughter's life mm-hmm. you know that's not fair to leave them At out all. purposely like that but then at the same time, Caitlin, you could throw your daughter her own party. Divorce or, kids, two parties. But you, you know, know what? You could what? technically do that, too. If you wanted to celebrate your true. daughter's accomplishment, Caitlin, get off your ass and do something. She's so used to Chris in that yeah. role with party she, planning. Exactly. But I thought it was interesting with uh, when Chris brought up, um, you're leaving us in the dust. And you're, you, all of these new people are in your life. You're leaving us in the dust because Caitlin has made it so clear on this show. Hey, I'm here. Nobody wants to come visit me. I've asked everybody to come visit me. So what 
is the girl supposed to do but really go start a new family with Candace and the girls? No one wants to come see me. So I thought that was also interesting for Chris to say, you went off with these people and you left your family in the dust. But Caitlyn has been there the whole time. We've seen on the show and Caitlyn seems genuinely hurt. All E shenanigans aside, she seems genuinely hurt that there is like this maybe public front yeah. that everybody, but we see... You know, the only other side of that, just to play devil's advocate, because I love doing that, um, is that yes, Caitlyn's hurt and she's reached out to these people to come see her, but why isn't she going to see them? That why is, is it always just also she's not driving? Yeah, it's like, hey, you're not coming to see me, but the she works both ways. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see them either. Well, you're I'm, not putting in an extra effort to make sure. Oh, you're not responding. Okay, well, I know you're going here. I'm gonna and I know that this there. is a, a difficult trend. Not to talk over you, Danica, because yeah. I know you have Sorry. a point to make. <laughs> okay. But I know this is this is a transition that we're all going through as a family. So that is a good point. Yeah. If I want you in my life, and you may not be having the easiest time with this, with coming to see me, I'm going to go the extra mile, especially as the parental figure, to come see you and hold your hand through this yes. because we're all still learning. That's all go. that I wanted her to do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just like, Caitlin probably hasn't called Chris either, and usually when you're like, okay, I'm getting a divorce, or like, I'm going to start my life over again, like, I'm going to completely start over as like a new person, I would wait for that person to reach out to me, like, oh, they're starting things over, maybe they don't want to be friends with me anymore. It's Mm -hmm. like, especially from Chris's standpoint, they got a divorce. It was messy, too. So she should be waiting for Caitlin's call more than anything, I think. Caitlin, she just rubs me. There's certain things that I just can't get with with Caitlin. That's why I just... I don't know. I just feel like, and I know this may not be a fair statement, but at 27, at the tender age of 27, there is a certain protocol to interactions with people and how you do things and a certain decorum. And I just expect at 65, you to know these things. Like for her to look at it from that perspective, well, maybe Chris would think, you know, Yadi, exactly what you just said. So I don't know. Caitlin, sometimes she. Mm. There's a couple things about Caitlin. I'm glad you're actually bringing this up because this gives me a good leeway to say this. Uh, at 65 is an interesting point because Caitlin does a couple things that rub me the wrong way. One of them is that ironic asking for empathy but not giving empathy. That's a sign. Mm-hmm. The other sign is this. When you are talking to her, she goes, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Like to try time. to rush, like shut you up. Exactly. I'm waiting for me to talk. I'm not listening to you. I'm waiting for me to talk. I'm not, you're talking, I'm not yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening yeah, for a response. Yep, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah, not listening yeah, to yeah, sit yeah, in mm-hmm, what you yeah, have to say. Yeah, and exactly, that's her yeah. being, just like, listen. <laughs> yeah, that's her being defensive from the start. And it's not just defensive, but it's a terrible Even habit. her posture, Tiana, when she sat mm-hmm. down with her arms kind of open and then, the And then motion for Chris to like, sit, go. Sit, mm-hmm. sit. I'm on my throne, but you sit there. I think what we have here, and, and this is an interesting little like dichotomy, is you have Caitlyn Jenner, the the transgender community conversation starter or conversation continuer in, in the public realm in some way, and then you have Caitlyn Jenner, the individual who is just, frankly, probably not that likable of a person. I don't think she is. I can't imagine myself. Nothing about Caitlyn makes me want to be her friend. And I was sharing this with them <laughs> off camera. If I saw Caitlyn, I'd probably speak. I don't know if I'd ask for a picture, because I don't know if I'd want to give her all of that. Because she seems already so... You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I want to give her that much life. Because she already seems so self-absorbed. Like, she seems... And I know actions speak louder than words. It seems like she has great intentions. The show is fantastic for someone who may not know... It's, It's basically transness, you know, intro to transness. The show is great if no one... I'd give it to my grandparent if they didn't understand. Watch these eight episodes. Maybe you can have a better understanding, you know, versus what I could tell you. Yeah. Maybe I didn't, if I didn't have the language to really unpack all of this. But at the end of the day, I just think Caitlin, and she, in fairness, she did not ask to be the spokesperson, but she is, like you said, the conversation starter. Uh, I, Some people haven't heard of Laverne Cox. Everyone knows she transcends generations. Our grandparents know Caitlyn because of the Olympics. And our I think I said this like first episode, and our, our little brothers and sisters and little cousins know her, you know, as the crazy dad from that one reality show. So she is literally the conversation starter across generations. 
that's just, you know. I would say one quibble about that. She did ask for this when she went to Vanity Fair, when she went to Diane Sawyer, when she went to E. When yeah. you do stuff like that, you ask for it. I'm sorry. You can't then play dumb and say, well, what do you mean? Like, role model. I'm not trying to be a role. I don't want to be a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. I just want to figure out my way. No, no, no. Not when your way is on TV. she could have transitioned in private and just been harassed by TMZ. And if you're harassed by TMZ, <laughs> it's over the top, and they're the assholes, and you're the one who's trying to do something for you. But when Listen, you I'm just trying to mind my business type thing. Exactly. We have a fact You know, big celebrities like the Kardashians, the ones where they post pictures. They call. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're they're the best example. They post their own, like, paparazzi pictures on their own Instagrams. And they're good pictures. They hire publicists to call media outlets so they can have a story Mm. or a photo be broadcast so they can, you know, publicize whatever they're trying to promote. That's how this industry works. No, it's for a sure. business. That's it's a saying. game. But, but I think we're you talking about stand in, up for TMZ. In an girl. ideal I sense. I am standing up for TMZ. <laughs> in the ideal sense, if she were, if she were truly trying team. to be private, trying to be alone, trying to be away from paparazzi and media and all that, but paparazzi were hounding her, we would look at her very different. She'd be a much more sympathetic figure. When you bring it upon yourself and then turn around and have to hide in the car because you don't want to be well, seen, and it's we, like, well... We hate it at TMZ when we see this show and she's like, oh, I have to climb in this car and hide different from the paparazzi. Cars. And we're like, oh, we're after you. No, we're not. We're not. Like, that's not how it's <laughs> happening. Like, one, it's ridiculous. One other aspect that I thought was interesting um, was how this episode seemed so religious. Religious. Oh my god. They gosh. brought up a lot of so religious, religious dialogue. And by the way, Caitlin celebrating her name change. I didn't celebrate my name change either. I saw a lot of the girls talking about that. But I also thought Caitlin's name, I thought I would share this with you all. And I said this on my YouTube show before she announced that she was Caitlin. YouTube.com slash Char says so. There you go. Um, I said that I thought that she was going to be Margaret Jenner, Gertrude Jenner. But I think instead Gertrude. of Gertrude, that's what I because at the time I was operating off Bertha. of Bruce. I didn't know Bruce. Well, Caitlin Gertrude. could be so fabulous. I thought that she was going to be Margaret or Gert, Gertrude. Gertie. Listen, that name, <laughs> that, that name, that name will make a comeback. That name will make. That's a cool name. I think so. Gertie. Like a lot of the hipsters will name their children that. Yes. But I think it, uh, from Caitlin, I think that she should have. I don't know. I'm not trying to police her, but because she's so mature, I think she should have chosen Catherine and went by Caitlyn for short. Caitlyn's Catherine Jenner. Is that the same amount? <laughs> What'd she say? Isn't that like the, is Ka- is Caitlyn really like, short when your name's Catholic? Catherine? I mean, no, Catherine? but maybe Kate. <laughs> Kate or okay. Kat. I just she looks Kat. like a Catherine Jenner. Okay, Catherine. Caitlyn. Caitlyn's an interesting name choice. It's a younger name. Yeah, I yeah when I gonna, heard it, I was like, call me Caitlyn, girl, what? I don't think you're going to find too many 65-year-olds named nope. Caitlyn. Um, it's cool, whatever. But I think that also maybe speaks, and we you know, we could psychologically dress her down all night, but I think it speaks to this is a person in the entertainment industry who probably thinks or wants or believes they are younger than they really are. Like her ex-wife. Yeah. Like everyone Chris is in, in the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris be, you know. <laughs> Chris is dating is that, young club, that young black guy with the lip gloss. Yeah, he's so young too. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like who? Chloe but I should loved be that they introduced. I didn't get the minister's name, but for her to be a trans, uh, transgender, uh, transgender Baptist. That's so wild to me. Baptist. Military, Baptist. military, military Baptist. Baptist. <laughs> you don't always hear about Baptist. <laughs> Transgender and Baptist in the same sentence, and then you want yeah, to tag on minister. That, that, that was kind of deep. And I think that's why I didn't mind this episode going religious because everyone knows Caitlyn is conservative and she's yeah. talked about how, you know, her faith, and then they finally kind of addressed the awkwardness of her trying to figure out how to keep her faith and but, accept her transgender. But you know what? All of that, and I'm glad that the what's the woman's name? Allison. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that she kind of touched on this because, you know, some people take the Bible as chapter and verse. Some churches preach fire and brimstone. Others preach love and hope and forgiveness. We it all know the conversation. Love. It should be, but not all churches go by that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it should be noted that all the Bible, if that is what you subscribe to, is open to interpretation. You can go to four different churches on one Sunday and all four pastors preach from the same chapter and verse and get four different things from those pastors. It is how you interpret it and your personal relationship with whomever you deem the creator, God, or whatever. But if you subscribe to Christianity, you should. I think that you should 
understand the Bible for yourself and not rely on a religious figure to kind of translate that for you because it, it can be translated in a million and one different ways. And it already has been. It's not in its original language anymore. Exactly. That, that's a bias. Things are taken out yeah. and things are added in. And uh, it was an interesting conversation. And well, I love I love how she said how she separated the Old and the New Testament with use of you know Jesus Christ. You know the New Testament, Christ, New Testament. So that's erasing essentially the Old Testament when Christ came, and you know, and they will, they'll know we're Christians by our love type thing and forgiveness. And Jesus hung with everybody, prostitutes, thieves, and all of that. Like you know, it wasn't. I feel like the Old Testament was like wrathful God, yeah. you know, oh, flooding yeah. the oh, earth yeah. and sacrifice your son and don't do this. And that's where you find a lot of those scriptures that are argued against the LGBT community is in the Old Testament. I thought it was interesting. It wasn't like they just talked about religion. It was like this ceremony was a religious ceremony. (laughs) And it was so intense. Well, I we never see Caitlin going to church or being really religious in her day-to-day life. And then this ceremony was so I've seen the Kardashians in church. That's all I gotta say. I've never seen a picture, a paparazzi picture of Caitlin leaving on Easter. (laughs) Bible? But I've seen I've seen I've seen uh, Chris and Kim and the girls and little Mason. I've even seen Tyga, Kylie, and little King Cairo whatever mm-hmm. Tiger's son is named leaving church I ain't never seen Caitlyn or Bruce leaving church so I that's not just, like, that's not taken away from her religious standpoint but I'm just saying I thought it was interesting though because religion helps I'm not religious but religion is kind of there to help people through hard times it's there to help people through things mm-hmm. and I thought it was interesting that the only religious aspect of the show was this name change transition I thought that was kind of like symbolic in a weird way uh, you know I got a little I guess confused about the entire religious angle to this episode because it seemed to me when you do this when you do religion in this way with a show that is about this the transgender community you have two very different demographics you're trying to attract yeah. here. And it's weird that they kind of put this in there. And it's also weird that they even felt the need like she had to defend her religion. Mm-hmm. The time to me, and this is my point of view, and I'm sure people feel differently, but the people to me who need to defend their religion are the ones who are using it against others. The Josh Duggars. So when Josh Duggar uh, goes out and does what he does... Kim Davis. <laughs> yes. But Josh Duggar, Kim Davis with four husbands or four ex-husbands. Josh Duggar Twins does what he with. does with the you know Family Research Council, or Ashley whatever, Madison, and then goes and does Ashley Madison. That's when you I need love to, that. I call the Duggar family the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> They're the worst. They are literally the, the gift that keeps on giving. But that to me, if you're gonna if you're gonna be visible with your religion, that's great. If you're gonna use it against others, you better defend your visible religion. Well, maybe Caitlyn has. Remember, and in that's fairness, true. going back to Ellen, she did mention she's always believed that marriage was defined by man and woman and she's a traditionalist so you never know what you know you just never know or she was donating money even or something like that Mm -hmm. that's a good point Um, but it seemed to me it was like why do you have to defend this if you haven't outwardly said anything or done anything you don't lobby for a super group remember they showed her mom with the clip uh, asking the woman what's her interpretation on the scripture yeah so, I mean, I love that uh, the minister said that God loves us not in spite of who we are, but because of who we are. That's a quote that I, I think I want, like, on my bathroom wall. Like, it's a good one. It is. It's a good one. And it's true. <sighs> what else do we talk about? Boy George? Oh, gosh. Boy George. Can we talk about, okay, that ceremony? Yeah. It was not really about Caitlyn and her name change. It was Candace singing Candace Amazing solo. Grace. Horribly for way too long. You guys already know what Stefan would say if he were here. I wish he was. Stefan, we miss you. Do you know what, though? Like, I don't think Candace did anything good for her career by singing on camera. No. Like, it hurt her career probably because... She should have just kept putting her leg up here. She was so flat. And it's so funny. When we were watching, because I cheated and watched a little of this episode when I first got into the studio. But Tiana looks and says, ooh. Because one of Candace's notes was like, me. Like, it was nasally. I was like pointing my finger up. Flat. Like, get it up there, girl. Get up. A little higher. Little it was I also want to note really quickly that Meryl Streep is doing a fantastic job playing Jenny Boylan. <laughs> like, she can really act as everybody. Like, 
this, I don't know what it was about this episode, but they, I was like, Jenny Boylan, it was when she took her glasses off and tipped when she was around the pole when they got on the party bus. I was like, is <laughs> that not Meryl Streep? Oh my gosh, she looks like Meryl now. <laughs> I said she looked, and then Mimi Marks, who I know personally from the Trans 100 back in Chicago. Mimi, I did not realize how much you look like Jamie Lee Curtis. And this episode, it just screamed like. <laughs> that short haircut. I think it was. Yeah, it's a haircut. She looked good cut, though. Mimi, you looked good, but Jenny Boylan, Meryl, girl, you just stay winning. You can play anybody. It's, it's method acting, I do believe. Yeah. Um, my um, my biggest thing about the whole ceremony was that we spent the first fifteen minutes about the about this episode talking about how Caitlin wants her family to be around and how she doesn't yeah. understand why people aren't coming. In. Where where was your family? Were they invited? Did you call them and I say, think hey, about we're that, doing Tiana. this? Every, thing, that every event Caitlyn has had on this show, she has not included family it's members. Her tribe it's her now. tribe. And something Please, like. I hated that, what she said. And that. I feel tribe. like something as important as a name changing ceremony that you're having, if you told your kids, I know they all have crazy schedules where they're all across the globe doing stuff, but if they're here and have the time, they would have made an effort to be there for her, to support her in this light. And that just goes back to the whole argument with Chris of like, yes, you can sit here and play victim all day, Caitlin, about how no one's coming to see you, but until you put the effort out there, they're not going to come. I had not thought about that until you mentioned it. It would have been nice. That was my biggest question. I was like, where's the family It at? would have been nice to see Courtney Anyone. and little Mason, Penelope, and Rain, Any, and, you know, the yeah, and Any, Tim and Kanye and North, yeah, and they're white even if it was, at the ceremony. Yeah, even if it was just, like, Chloe popping up again, you know, or yeah. Kylie. We didn't see Kendall. Like, maybe, or, Kendall wasn't in the Kendall and Courtney. Yeah. That's so, all I gotta say is Kendall and Courtney. I feel like Kendall and uh, I almost said Bruce, but Bruce, Caitlin are a lot alike. I don't know if you guys have watched like the older episodes of the Kardashians where it's like you know the I family have. goes to Greece or wherever, and Kendall's like antisocial and kind of wants to be like on her own, like introverted, mm-hmm. almost acts like an only child in a way. I feel like Bruce, Caitlin, kind of acts that way too. And Kendall is so philanthropic to, like, too. I really like reach her. Out. She's different. Yeah. That was my only question. I I wonder, too, because it's so insular, she is so isolated within a group that she categorically knows will always support her, which is, you need that sometimes. We definitely need that sometimes. But she didn't, she didn't outwardly that we know on television, interview, or interview, invite family members, invite cis friends. I'm sure there were some there. We didn't get that in person. Oh, Courtney, her hairdresser. That's the only cisgender, and Boy George. And her, and her And the gay man's choir. But even then, didn't invite non-LGBT yeah. identifying folks. It's like, to me, and when we can't psychologically diagnose her, but to me, I just wonder, are, are you still insecure? Are you still self-conscious I about this? Yeah. After you know, because you're the one who said 60 years, I'm coming out now, this is great, you got a great reception I got all my it. surgeries before I got my name changed and my gender marker. So mm-hmm. I still think it's so interesting. And still, and, and if you're insecure, that's, uh, I can understand why. Yeah. There's yeah. a ton of criticism. But if you're insecure around family and friends, cis family and friends, non-LGBT family and friends, who are going to have your back, even if they're confused or whatever, that should tell you something. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's a weird aspect to this that maybe... Caitlyn jumped the gun on things like the show. But you know what? I feel like they cheated us with certain things. And, you know, viewers, call me out if I'm wrong, but I feel like the teaser that we saw before this even kicked off, I felt like it was more so um, we saw interactions being teased with Caitlyn and more of her cisgender male friends. But when the show aired, it was just the guy with the helicopter. She was missing and a Scott, number. They never missing. showed up. And Scott, right. But you know, the way that in the season, in the two minute season, you know, mega trailer, I felt like it was like we saw other guys that those, were edited out. Welcome, those things are meant to. Welcome to E. Yeah. This is E. And it's not just E. Every channel yeah. is. But yeah, this they're is also e. meant to trick you and misguide you e. to make you. E. I'm like, ooh, we're going to see her, you know, going with the boys and how they're going to receive her. And we didn't see that. We, we also see, didn't see her go to the LGBT Youth Center when she had on her rain boots and her skinny jeans. Yeah. I we also didn't all see her kids from other marriages outside of the I knew that they weren't going to be there. Plan. I, yeah, that, I read in a press have, release that, that Brody... Oh, hi, Brody. Uh, <laughs> Brody and the rest of the, the kids, they were not going to be in it. I just heard that the Kardashian kids yeah. would be in But then again, I but thought more also, Kardashian kids. You know, the first two episodes, we got... first Within the first three episodes, we got Kim, Kanye, and Chloe. So I'm thinking it's going to be more interactive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I was just... Overall, I was totally disappointed in this finale. I just have to say, and it's just as, as Danica and I predicted last week, 
when it was just the two of us, we said half was going to be Chris and Caitlin's conversation. The other half was going to be this name change ceremony. Except Chris was like two seconds. It went by it's way It's just, too I'm fast. disappointed in it. Overall, I liked the show, but this season finale, the E, you all could have kept this. You could have just did an hour and a was... half last episode and just showed the Chris conversation and ended it there. I think they could have made a grander grand finale, but I loved watching the transition through this season. Like, yeah. she's going through this big transition, and you're seeing, like, oh, her old friends that she used to talk to are kind of, like, blowing her off, and the family's kind of distant. And it seemed very summer camp. Like, all these trans women together, hanging out, doing friends. these things. And then I felt like the finale was like, all right, last day of summer camp. Oh, <laughs> I have no friends now. Or, like, where's my family? Like, it seems, I'm like, who does Caitlin Absolutely. hang out with in real life? It seems so staged, so summer camp to me, the where they're going around. I kind of feel like well, she's, she's lonely, and it makes me kind of feel bad for her. Don't forget... It should be noted that Candace, when she was walking out of the house, was like, my wife's about to come out. Yep. Uh, I hated that moment. I'm so glad you brought Girl, that up. Girl, give me my a wife. break. I'm so sick of these perpetuated rumors that they're romantic. It's just like, Candace is milking this, and girl, I can't, I can't even hate on your hustle. But did... did she Stephane, annoys me. Did Stefan and I not say this like six weeks ago? Never trust actors. Never. Yeah. Never. You all it's, did tell me that. That's good, good advice, though. Because she is an actress. But she really milked this, and I'm not hating on her hustle, but she, this last episode, she got up under me. Like, uh, My biggest concern in this thing is remember how season uh, episode one started. First thing we see in episode one is Caitlin at 2.30 in the morning with a supposedly handheld camera, can't sleep, thinking about transgender teens and suicide. <laughs> Where'd we go with that? Nowhere. nowhere. We went nowhere. She went to San, episode one. one she went down to and, San Diego or whatever. And we were loving episode one. Do loved you guys it. remember? Yeah. This was right before you we came were. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wasn't with you, but I loved, loved it. it too because the family aspect. Esther came down. The sisters came. They met, and then she took the little road trip and um, to one of the sands. I can't remember if it was Diego or Francisco, and met with Diego. Um, <laughs> That's the funniest with, thing I've ever heard. Of. <laughs> <laughs> and met with the parent and all, and and the. I the forgot family. all about that until they yeah. did the little montage recap with the little girl that was crying. Didn't go anywhere with that. And I'm not saying that it's Caitlyn Jenner's responsibility to fix suicide in the transgender community because it's not But on if it's her. keeping you up at night. But if it's keeping you up at night, if that's your thesis statement at the top of the first episode to bring us in, go somewhere with that. Don't go to your stupid road trip in episodes two and three that had us literally pulling our hair out. Don't go to this... All these, you know, Boy George and the Game Men's Chorus. She went to the, the summer camp, so much the, summer camp, it, yeah. the youth camp. She went to the youth summer camp. She did. Fairness. She went to HRC in San Francisco. But even then, the, the interactions were so, from her perspective, disjointed <laughs> that it just it's because she still was saying, "I'm so glad Shandy called her to the carpet about that." By yeah. the way, season two, if she does come back for season two, I'd love to see like Caitlyn and Shandy take LA. I don't want to see Candace like she Take needs the sound. like you need to she needs to come back with a different sidekick like Candace you had your season sis I'm gonna need Shandy to to be the wife Candace will get her this, own this uh, I got it Caitlin and Shandy get an apartment in Koreatown I just want to see Shandy read Caitlin I just want to see some Miss Thing or as my favorite girl uh, Child Cheese. Let's go, let's, go to like, yeah. let's go to L.A. Let's get out of Malibu. That's half yes. the problem. Yeah. Let's go to L.A. Or let's go to elsewhere in this country. Um, hard miss for me. Season, season-wide, hard miss. It, had us it was so much fluff. With had, this right. finale, I wasn't as... I didn't hate it as much as everyone else on this panel, <laughs> apparently. I'm just sitting here quietly because Chachi. I was just That's like... That's because you hate Chris Jenner and she was barely in it, so you're like... Oh, and she was God. crying. Well, if you think about it, an hour-long episode of television is what? 42 minutes and mm-hmm. she had 15 minutes of that that's a big that's the majority of the show that was Chris dedicated Jenner. to Kim there Chris was Jenner. more amazing grace from Candace than there was Chris Jenner no which there is wasn't not okay. Chris Jenner is such an instrumental part to the E! Network she deserved more airtime but this is why I didn't <laughs> hate Chris. this is why I didn't hate the ending and how it went off because the network doesn't know if it's coming back or not so they can't leave you the cliffhanger type of drama they would leave you on our Kardashian Next show season on because IMK. they do not know the future. <laughs> a season one reality show always finishes with the bow nicely tied and like here's yeah. where we started from is with Caitlyn waking up to the world to here's where she is now a 
different person because of these women she surrounded herself with. It's a nice little bow on the end in case the season two doesn't happen. So I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, yeah. But for season like, one, Tiana, that's overall okay. Content. Overall content, blah. But we're talking about the finale episode. Gotcha. Well, let's do overall now. What do you think of the whole season? Overall network. Overall of the season, I'm like you. I started off at like a 11.15 <laughs> million up here and ended at probably like a five. Maybe four. I just thought that the content went down and my interest in... My interest, too. ...in stuff went way down. But that's just me. I listen, I signed up to do this show a long time ago when I heard it was coming on. When they first started rumoring, I was like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I gotta do this after show. Excited about excited about the first week. Really excited about the second week, and then the road trip happened. And by now, if there's a season two, I ain't coming back. It's really because of you guys. I don't want to be with y'all anymore. But, uh... No, and it, but it, but this is not about me. I mean, it doesn't matter. But but I'm not coming back because there's no there's nothing left. Interest. It's not about being relatable. I can't relate to her, but that's fine. You want to learn about people you can't relate to because they're different. It's not about the relatability. It's about she's not a very likable person. The storylines they're doing are are 99 fluff, which is great for the Kardashians because but that not, is fluff. But not for this. My thing with this overall with overall content is I think it had its moments. And I think I said this the first time that I did this show. I think that it was the perfect at first I was thinking this is going to be the perfect mix of education, um information and have a Kardashian flair. So I'm here for it. But as time has went on and like I was even defending, you know, Caitlyn on radio interviews. You if you all follow Char says so then you know I did my fair share of you know this <laughs> Caitlyn. Yes, because social media blew up, you know, and I had to check some people. But um like just to you know, just to piggyback off of what you said, she does not seem like a likable person. I'm not taking anything away from her because it appears as if she's fighting the good fight and she is the trans figurehead, so to speak. But Overall, Caitlyn, the more that this went on and the more that I really started prying into her personality, and I know people personally that are on this show, and it just, I don't know, she just put a bad taste in my mouth. She put put a bad taste in my mouth, and she's a great conversation starter, but overall, I just think that Caitlyn is not about helping the community. Caitlyn is all about Caitlyn, and that is where I have a problem. That That's where I have a serious problem because don't mask it be if you're going to be your authentic self then truly be your authentic self don't be out here faking the funk for ratings or for friends or for what what have you so and like you said tiana i started out with an 11 point you know yeah. 50 1100 <laughs> you know and i just it got boring it got boring i kind of lost interest too it got boring the teasers would be great next week on you know i am k and then you watch the episode and it's just like Where's the Kardashian promo for next Sunday where we get the four episodes when they go to Armenia? It's coming. I can't wait. We're doing that show right here on Afro, so get ready. Uh, Shar, question uniquely and specifically for you. Did Caitlyn promote, set back, or do nothing for the transgender community? I don't think she set back. Um, I think that she promoted, but it's strictly based on the things. Like, she raised awareness. It was interesting to see, you know, Candace not being this actress and not having access to hormones and health care. It's interesting seeing... Caitlin talked to people in the community with Shandy's Blush Foundation at the hospital about name changes. So she each episode kind of had a theme to educate people on things that trans people may go through. But I don't think that Caitlin really didn't have anything to say because she really hasn't been through anything as a trans woman. She did not experience. So those conversations were so, so important to have. They were imperative to the storyline because she ain't been through nothing. Like she has not had to face a hurdle other than it appears socially. Yeah. That's it. How are my guy friends going to receive me? How am I going to date? Like that was the bit. And that's typically not the meat of what trans people go through. And the hurdle she faced was the national media hurdle, which is a huge hurdle, I'm guessing. It, yes, but it it's not a hurdle anyone else faces. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> got to do it, but but the average person never going to face that hurdle. Right. Well, so. And the public, res- like, I feel like everyone was pretty supportive. And not everyone. But I should I was say, girl, that. Not that's everyone. A fair statement. But I feel like, I don't know, people embraced her. I would say that the embrace slash ambivalence, hey, do whatever you want, that's cool, probably outweighed the bad. Yeah, I um, heard way more of that. But Ellen support. speaking out may hurt her. Yeah. Just letting you know, sis, if you're watching, <laughs> Ellen speaking out against you is going to make people pry, and who knows? I think we're going to get more negative Caitlyn press. She's going to show more 
that may hurt her image. I called before Thanksgiving. Something's going to happen. I, I don't want to gloat. I called this three months ago. I knew this was going to happen. There's a backlash to every huge media story. The backlash yeah. is coming. Whether it's fair or not, the backlash is mm -hmm. coming. Before I, I call by Thanksgiving. We're going to be sitting around, slicing into whatever you're eating, because not everybody eats turkey. And some people are vegan. Faux turkey. But the, the conversation, the water cooler conversation is going to be something Caitlyn did or said that was totally counterproductive and, and or stupid. On that note, let's finish it there. Final thoughts, looking ahead, what do you guys think? I will watch season two. I love <laughs> IMK. I was super into it. Yes, it started off at a higher note, a little lower in the end, but I'm into it. I think Caitlyn's fascinating. I'm excited to see what's happening next. I'll be the, I'll be here too. If you don't come back, Bobby, I'll I'll be here, Danica. I'll be here for season two. I'll be here for season two because I feel like I owe I owe it to you all to justify and break down and unpack some of the some of the potential BS that may be hurdled to you through Caitlin. So I'll be here. I think I'm gonna have to take notes from Shar over there, and I'm gonna give next season one to two episodes, see how I feel about it, and then let y'all know. I like it. You three are so. <laughs> I still can't get over the Meryl Streep comment. That's the one that I'm going to leave with. Uh, thank you guys very much for tuning in all season with us here on the I Am Kate After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Don't forget, hit subscribe on YouTube and iTunes if you haven't already. You guys can tweet us. Char, let's start with you. Go down the table. Twitter, Instagram, where can folks find you? At Char Says So on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can also visit charsaysso.com for more details. That's all S's. Not Char with a C because I see some of y'all misspelling my name. <laughs> And you can find my website, social media handles, at Danica Kennedy. Just my name. Simple. And I'm at the Tiana Hobson, so make sure you follow me. Are you the only Tiana Hobson? Well, yeah, now, because regular Tiana Hobson was taken, so that's why I'm the Tiana Hobson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Bobby DeMiro on Twitter. Thank you guys for joining us this season. I guess some of us will see you next year. If not, we'll see you when you see you. Thank you guys for tuning in. Good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 